It's HSK Today, a weekly in-depth look at the Henderson Silver Knights and the AHL with your host, Brian McCormick. And here we go, live from SAP Center in San Jose. This is HSK Today. Brian McCormick here, you there. Jared Justice is on the other side of the glass. As we talk horse hockey on a Thursday afternoon, get you caught up on all things Henderson Silver Knights on this, the weekly HSK Insider program. Busy program as we'll discuss the well, the current struggles for the Henderson Silver Knights coming off a 6-2 loss to the Bakersfield Condors last night. What felt like uh, one of their most lopsided losses of the season. It certainly was uh, the most prolific offensive performance against them this season as Bakersfield scored six times the most goals the Silver Knights have given up in a contest this season. We'll break down where the Silver Knights must go from here. We're going to hear from Keith Balser. He's the vice president of partnerships for the Henderson Silver Knights. Talk a little bit about the business end of the Silver Knights this season. We're also going to catch up with vice president of communications for the American Hockey League, Jason Chamovich. He's been in that role for almost 20 years. And, uh, well, what a great day to have him because uh, plenty of announcements and news made around the AHL earlier today. First of all, biggest thrill, uh, Jared Justice is back on the show. Jared, you took like a seven-week vacation from me, so congratulations to, to be back in, in Hockey Talk, and I hope you've been studying and paying attention. I mean, you, you can hope that. I can't believe This is the seventh episode of this show. Can you believe we got away with that? I mean, honestly, I never thought it'd last this long. I wouldn't either. That, that's how you know no one's listening. No one's known to pull us off the air just yet. But glad Uh-oh. that you're tuned in. And <laughs> we're gonna get to, well, we're gonna start off with the, the biggest news in the American Hockey League today, and it is what fans have been waiting for for a very, very, very long time, and uh, that is a firm announcement on playoff plans for the American Hockey League. And more specifically, if we're going to call them playoff plans, we'll call them playoff plans for the Pacific Division because the AHL announced today officially that due to COVID-19 protocols, there will not be a traditional Calder Cup playoff this season. So there will not be a regular East-West. There will not be a Calder Cup awarded. That'll be bumped to next year. So that, uh, and I think we all kind of figured that's the direction that this season was going for a multitude of reasons. COVID protocols, uh, different sides of the border having different COVID experiences right now. Uh, the challenges, the kind of season we're having with teams playing different numbers of games because of COVID. So I, I think this is one of those years where fans across the board were going to be happy with what we got, whether it just be a regular season. We were just happy to be back on the ice and, and working hockey. But Pacific Division fans and Silver Knights fans, that includes you, obviously, you get a little bit of extra fun because the Pacific Division is going to be the only division that will partake in some form of postseason play. All five divisions had an opportunity to discuss amongst themselves and and conference and figure out what worked best for them in terms of having some sort of playoff. The other four divisions all decided wasn't uh, sensible or it was non-tenable. So the other four divisions will not have any kind of postseason play. When their regular season schedule comes to an end, that will be it. And they'll award division championships based on the regular season standings, likely by, by points percentage. The Silver Knights and the rest of the Pacific Division, they decided that they did want to have postseason hockey. So we don't know what that's going to look like yet. We don't know if it's going to be in multiple locations or how many teams of the seven in the division will be included. But we do know that there is going to be postseason hockey so for silver knights fans that's uh, certainly good news and certainly if you're a silver knights season ticket member you want to get in touch with your uh your uh uh what's the word i'm looking for 
the person in the office you speak with that can help you, your, your account executive or your, your lightmate that you speak with. Why is that a hard term to come up with? You're going to speak to the people in the office that deal with you for tickets. And, uh, of course, I'm sure they don't have any specific information just yet on what's ahead. Um, but as soon as the uh, the division determines what the playoff format will be, uh, more hockey for everyone, and that's that's certainly good news. So the Pacific Division will have a postseason tournament, and the winner of that tournament will be awarded the John D. Chick Trophy as champions of the Pacific Division. That trophy handed out to the AHL or to one or another AHL division champion since 1961-62. This year, it's going to the Pacific. Also announced by the AHL today, and. Uh, I'd say, I'd say honestly, I would say just as important. The uh, the playoff plan gets the headlines, and for understandable reasons, of course. I mean, it's, it's great news, and it's it's significant news, and it extends the season a little bit. But on top of that, and kind of buried at the bottom of the uh, the announcement today, they've also set the parameters for next season's schedule, uh, and that is a, a schedule that is going to include all 31 teams. Uh, if you haven't forgotten or never knew, there were a couple of teams that didn't partake in this year's AHL season because it just didn't make financial sense for them. Uh, Springfield Thunderbirds, Charlotte Checkers, Milwaukee Admirals, they all opted out. Next year, all 31 teams are expected to be active for a season that will begin on October 15th and end on April 24th. Jared, we call that normal. We call that normal, and we expect next year to be a customary exciting but traditional American Hockey League season. So I, I take both of those uh, bits of news with uh, great enthusiasm and excitement uh, and a touch of relief as well that we're going to have playoff hockey in some form or another, just competitive hockey down the stretch. Uh, it's going to make this Pacific Division race now all the more important, which uh, will be the next topic we touch on as the Silver Knights find themselves in the midst of a race against a team that seems to have their number in the Condors. But it also gives us something to look forward through through the summer as we're going to have a regular opening day in the middle of October and a, uh, a first full-length Henderson Silver Knights season. So good news on that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll encourage everyone, if you're uh, – anytime you hear something on this show, we're, we're going to explore – we only have a couple weeks left of the show, but we're going to explore as time goes on chances to get fans involved in the program live, whether it be call-in opportunities. We're, we're going to work through what, what format we can use for that. But in the meantime, I'm going to ask you a couple of times today if you'd like to chime in on what we're talking about. Always feel free to send a, a tweet or a message to uh, Brian J. McCormick at uh, on Twitter, at Brian J. McCormick, and we can get you involved in the show with your thoughts on everything. But I think most Silver Knights fans across the board are going to be pretty stoked, pretty thrilled with the development that there's playoff hockey on the way. Now, for the Silver Knights, what does that mean? Well, of course, they're in playoff position, and as of today, the Henderson Silver Knights actually, in terms of point percentage, which with all teams in the, in the division playing different numbers of games this year, points percentage is how this will eventually shake out. Silver Knights are on top with a 656 points percentage, they're ahead of San Diego. They're ahead of Bakersfield, but not by much. Uh, and the Bakersfield Condors last night proved that they are a team absolutely that will need to be reckoned with. Um, and, and for those of you wondering, well, where's the uh, the cutoff? Okay, we have no idea what this playoff <laughs> is going to look like. But let's just let's just say that it's going to be a four-team playoff. For argument's sake, let's just say that that's what they what what they go with. You've got Henderson, San Diego, Bakersfield, and San Jose. Those are your top four teams, and. Uh, in the discussion on that cut line, but not uh, certainly not a threat to the Silver Knights, is the Colorado Eagles. So the Silver Knights, 
should feel pretty comfortable in terms of finding themselves in playoff position. But right now, I don't doubt that they don't feel very comfortable about much uh, as they have lost now five of their last six. They've lost seven of their last ten. Uh, and really trying to, to find their game and find their personality once again. And after last night's 6-2 loss, a game that was never really never really competitive for the Silver Knights, uh, after the game we talked to Manny Viveros, and you could hear, uh, we're going to play it for you, you could hear the, the frustration in his voice and, and, frankly, disappointment in his voice when I asked him, Manny, at what point did it feel like this game was starting to get away from you guys? And here's what Manny Viveros had to say. Well, I, I thought quite early on, I didn't think... Uh... I was really surprised at uh, you know our, our lack of, uh, of compete at the very beginning of the game. Um, you know they they got a couple goals goals on us here like that, but we just didn't bounce back. I was uh, quite honestly quite disappointed of uh, uh, how we came out tonight uh, and, and basically the whole game was it's for such an important game tonight, a really important game tonight for us and. Uh, uh, we just we were we weren't we were flat. We just weren't we were on our heels all night and couldn't get anything going. Did the penalties early get you guys on the wrong foot a little bit as well? Yeah, no, they did. They certainly did. And there's you know there's certainly that you know that one penalty they got they they scored a goal, but there was clearly a penalty uh, on their first goal. There was certainly an interference or a tripping play that they should have called. They did, and they end up scoring. Okay, it's going to happen. Referees are going to miss. Uh, Miss, miss some some plays and there's a clearly a, a, a tripping on the second goal in the neutral zone that hinders one of our guys to get back in the zone again that happens the referees are going to miss call sometimes it, it is but we just uh, you know our pushback wasn't uh, what we had against uh, the goals the other night and uh, you know for me it was, it was for us it was, it was very disappointing as a group we're very disappointed of how we responded in such a important game tonight and that was head coach Manny Viveros. And, you know, it, it's interesting. Sometimes when we're under pressure, I think we can all relate to this in our lives, when we're under pressure, when things aren't going our way, we finally get a bounce. We finally get something to work out for us, and it's that relief. It's, it's that slump buster that, oh, finally, good, we're back to normal. If you don't follow it up with something positive, if you don't follow it up with more success or more effort and you fall right back into the same negative pattern that you were waiting to bust out of, well, then that one positive instance is an anomaly. And frankly, it it's just becomes a, uh, a, a a small blip on a bad run. And and if you look, the reason I bring this up, you look for the Silver Knights, they got the 5-4 overtime win against San Diego in what was a wild back-and-forth game on Sunday. And it was a game they played well. You know, sometimes when you have wild back-and-forth games, it's not because of lack of structure or lack of discipline. Sometimes games just are crazy, and you need to play crazier. It's not a matter of like, oh, well, the game was... 8-7, uh, why didn't you play better defensively? Like, Well, they gave up seven goals to, or eight goals, too. They, they didn't do so great defensively. This is just the way the game was, and it was a, a rodeo bull, and we tried to stay on for eight seconds. The Silver Knights in that Sunday game, they were on attack mode all night, 44 shots. They were on attack mode all night, and you saw it in them. Last night, you didn't see that. And for the Silver Knights, if you if you take out that win... You know, don't even take out that win. Leave that win in there, and we'll still make the point. The Silver Knights, who until about two and a half weeks ago, maybe, probably even less than that, probably even more recently than that, were second in the American Hockey League in goals against. Second. They were averaging about two a game flat, 2.1. I don't have the number right in front of me right this second, what they currently average. I know it is higher because the Silver Knights in their last five games, five in a row, have given up four goals or more. 
in their last seven games. They've given up three goals or more. But going back to last Tuesday against Bakersfield at the Orleans Arena, four against Bakersfield, four against Bakersfield, four against San Diego, four against San Diego, and last night a season-high six goals against. Uh, the Silver Knights defensively, they're just playing loose right now. They're playing loose. They're play, They're missing assignments, and it's. I think the frustrating thing for many Viveros too, the, there wasn't pushback. They had 35 shots, but they weren't high-danger opportunities. And when you know who's hurting you, when you know who's who's having success against you, it's frustrating to see them continue to do it. And I've heard a couple of players mention, and many Viveros has mentioned it too, what the Silver Knights can learn from Bakersfield because of their age. It's not the young second-round draft picks or the young first-round draft picks that give the Silver Knights trouble. It's Brad Malone. Brad Malone, who's played 600 professional games and been around a long time, and of course he's not a, he's not a fossil. He's young enough to play professional hockey and to be an impactful player. But he his savvy, his awareness of where to be on the ice, finding the soft areas, winning physical battles in front, it's evident and it's obvious. And he had a hat trick last night, a four point game for the Condors. And over the last four games between these two teams, four games he's scored in all four, and he's scored six in that span. So uh, I think the, the lessons that the Silver Knights need to learn and, and that May Vivros has, has echoed, the structure of the Condors uh, and how they really don't beat themselves. They make you come to them. And the Silver Knights have not had the, uh, the opportunity to jump on games early, to impose their will. And uh, I, I think last night, that's where, again, it, it wasn't just uh, a, a loss last night. It was frustrating, I think, because for uh, Manny Viveros, it was, it was his expectation that his team would have more jump against a Bakersfield team that they want to beat. You want to beat everybody, but Bakersfield, after last night, they've beaten the Silver Knights five times in a row. They're the only team in the league that's beaten Henderson more than twice. So you know that Manny Viveros was expecting, yes, some pushback, but maybe a little bit of chip on the shoulder as well. And we didn't see it. And may- maybe this playoff announcement today, maybe that helps put things in context. Because before that, every player takes every game seriously. Absolutely they do. But it's human nature when there's when you don't, don't know what's on the horizon. It's, it's hard to chase a, uh, a carrot at the end of the stick if there's no carrot at the end of the stick. You know, again, professional athletes don't need that at all. But it is going to be interesting to see if the addition of playoff hockey and now these seedings, this Pacific Division race, now it means something. And the last seven games of the season for Henderson, four against San Jose and three against Bakersfield, those are teams that are going to be in the playoff mix. San Jose right now is fourth. Bakersfield is right on top of the Silver Knights. Uh, That last three games of the season at the Orleans Arena could basically be a winner-takes-the-division kind of setup, depending on what the Silver Knights can do over the next week against San Jose. So... Uh, we'll be we'll, we'll see how the Silver Knights respond, but last night uh, was was just another indication that there is one team this year that for the Silver Knights has been so strong throughout. There is one team that they don't have an answer for since the beginning of February. It's Bakersfield. They're going to see a lot of Bakersfield, and we'll see what answers they can develop over the final two weeks of the season. Well, Silver Knights fans, now that we know there are going to be playoffs, it's time for you to to get yourself prepared, and that. Not doesn't mean just ne- the next two weeks, but also the next, uh, well, next season as well, because we know an opening day is going to be for next year. So with all this new information, make sure you hop online and call the Silver Knights offices and find out how you can become a season ticket member, because season ticket uh, memberships are still available, starting at just $30 per seat. Members receive the first opportunity to purchase games when they are released, which means when we know when the playoffs are, members are going to have the first opportunity to get themselves set up for playoff hockey and do so at exclusive member pricing. 
HSK members can also night up at the Livery at Lifeguard Arena with their member discount on HSK gear. Visit HendersonSilverKnights.com today and become a Silver Knights member. We will step aside, and when we come back, we'll have Keith Balzer, the VP of sponsors of Partnerships for the Henderson Silver Knights. We'll talk about the business side of Silver Knight hockey this season. That's straight ahead on HSK Today. Brian McCormick here with you on 1230 of the game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. A man become preeminent. He's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Brian McCormick. Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick here with you. Jared Justice on the other side of the glass. And we are joined on the telephone by Keith Balser. He's the vice president of HSK Partnerships and also the senior director of VGK Partnerships. Keith, hello. Great to have you with us. Thanks for joining. Great to be here, Brian. How are you doing? Keith, I'm doing okay. I'm sitting in an empty SAP center getting ready for Silver Knights hockey this weekend. You are back in Henderson, and you're getting things ready for what looks like we might have an extended season now with the playoff announcement earlier today. For fans who do not know, just give us just a bit of a, an overview of uh, what falls under your jurisdiction as VP of Partnerships for the Henderson Silver Knights. Yeah, uh, and thanks for that introduction. You know, I've been with the uh, VGK organization since the inaugural season, the 17-18 the season, where we had that great Stanley Cup run, and uh, just recently shifted my focus to primarily uh, spending my time on the Silver Knights. And, you know, as we've launched and had this uh, inaugural season up and running, um, so what I do is focus on our partnerships, and we've got some great partners uh, you know, local companies as well as, uh, you know, regional and, and national companies as well that partner with us. And you'll see some of them advertising at the games, you know, on the boards and, and on our broadcasts and things like that. So uh, I work with our partners and, um, you know, as I said, kind of started out on the VGK side, now focusing more on the HSK side. And it's been really exciting to help uh, get this uh, this team up and running. Keith, you, you mentioned the word, the word partnerships, yes, there's a sponsorship element to it, and that's an important element, but, but but the key is partnerships. And your work with other companies and, and brands that are part of the community in Henderson and Vegas, that's part of what ties the fabric of the organization and the community together. That's part of what makes uh, Henderson home for the Silver Knights. So having been part of that process with a brand-new team in the Vegas Golden Knights and, and developing those those roots. Uh, did, did you have a good feel of what was to be expected with the Henderson Silver Knights, or were there any surprises? Um, I think we had a pretty good feel for it, and, you know, we're really lucky, uh, you know, as you know, and, and uh, I know you haven't been in, in, you know, Henderson forever, but you've, you've learned. Um, I mean, this is a hockey town through and through, so we are just really lucky that the community loves hockey and we love the community. And it's been that way since day one um, with VGK and the way that the team, you know, launched and, and the fans just jumped all over us and, and just loved it. And uh, I think ESPN even said, uh, you know, a year or two ago that, that, you know, Las Vegas is the new hockey town USA because it's just such a crazy, passionate hockey market and everyone loves the sport. So um, we sort of knew that this would be <laughs> that the Silver Knights would be a success uh, just based on what happened with VGK. Um, but, you know, believe it or not, it's, it's been even uh, better than we anticipated, you know, to launch during this crazy COVID-19 uh, pandemic, um, you know, there's been some challenges with that without being able to have fans at first and, um, you know, just some of the restrictions. But 
Uh, all that being said, we've had great fan support. You know, fans are, you know, within the capacity that we're, we're at. Fans are buying tickets. They're coming out. They're having fun. Um, we've got partners involved. And um, so I think, I think you know, to your point, it's uh, not really a surprise, um, but it's been a, a great success so far, and we're having fun. We're with Keith Balser, the vice president of HSK Partnerships. And, you know, Keith, it's, it's funny to think about when you first started this project, especially in this very unusual year that we're having where there were no fans in the beginning. You know, in, in the beginning, you're, you're trying to uh, communicate to partners, potential partners, an idea. But I imagine as the season goes on and fans get involved and, and there's a product on the ice that, that there's probably a lot more enthusiasm. So how has that changed from <laughs> the start when there was no product on ice to now when we're, we're talking playoffs? Yeah, it really is just kind of a, a dream or an idea on paper, um, you know, especially just uh, the timing of when we launched and, you know, when Bill Foley and um, our management team decided to um, acquire an AHL team um, to serve as the feeder team for the Golden Knights. And I think that was back in February or March of, of 2020. So we were, you know, we had acquired a team and, and uh, started putting together logos and name designs and things like that. Um, and it really was just kind of an idea, uh, like a pie-in-the-sky idea. People, you're explaining that to people, but they don't necessarily see it and feel it in person. Um, so it's really nice that we have fans. It's great that we're able to put some people into Orleans Arena and ultimately, um, you know, this, this beautiful new arena that'll be called the Dollar Loan Center over in Green Valley, and um, I've seen, which, will I've open, seen you... which will open early 2022. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're enjoying our time at Orleans now, but uh, I know everyone's excited to get into that uh, awesome new arena, too. And Keith, I've seen you, you touring that new arena a little bit as well. And just, again, for the area that you work in, that, that's got to open up a ton of opportunities as well for, for people in the community and people who have businesses to who want to get involved while well, there's a brand-new canvas to paint on. Exactly. It's a, it's a blank slate. Um, and, and, you know, any companies that are interested, uh, I would encourage you to reach out while this is still new and it is still a blank canvas. What we have is um, – you know, it's about a, a $90 million uh, construction project to build this new arena. Absolutely state-of-the-art and, and beautiful, um, you know, as far as the, the, the big screen and the, the, you know, and some of the signage and the different things, the suites. I mean, they're, they're all going to be state-of-the-art. So it's a blank canvas for, for brands that want to make an impact and, and um, you know, get some visibility. It'll have, obviously, our our Silver Knights, uh, as well as uh, numerous other events and, you know, concerts and other sporting events. So um, it really is a blank slate, uh, like you said, Brian. And one thing I want to mention is, you know, our, our slogan, as, as uh, our uh, HSK fans know, they've probably heard this before, but our slogan is Home Means Henderson. And we're really proud of that, you know, first ever team in Henderson. Of course, we, you know, we've got fans all over the Valley, but we're really rooted in Henderson. So um, similar to Vegas, uh, Vegas born with the Golden Knights and that local uh, tie in there. We really do care about the local community and um, have an emphasis on partnering with local businesses. So, you know, whether you're a big company or small, um, there's probably something we can offer and something we can do to get you, uh, you know, some visibility uh, and use hockey to really grow, uh, grow your brand and grow your exposure. To that point, and we're talking to Keith Balser with HSK Partnerships. Keith, the the, the businesses who have got on board, who, who are working with you and working with the Henderson Silver Knights, were drawn in for a reason. What are some of the, the perks of, of partnering with the Silver Knights, and what are some of those businesses already enjoying now? 
Yeah, good question. Um, you know, it's a it's a pretty um, it's a broad offering. We have a wide variety of things that we offer, and um, we really pride ourselves on customizing our partnerships. And that's why we call it a a partnership as opposed to like the word sponsorship because it really is a collaboration. And we pride ourselves on on customizing a package that'll that'll help your business and, and benefit you, um, regardless of what type of company or, or industry you're in. We you know, we try and uh, tailor something for you. So it's, like I said, pretty broad, but could be anything uh, as far as in arena exposure um, on the rink. Uh, you know, you could have your name on a board on the rink, or you could do something uh, creative on the big screen during the games, or um, on site, you know, face to face engagement with people as they're coming in and out of the arena um, and doing promotions there in the plaza or uh, in the concourse. Um, we've got our broadcasts on TV and radio. Obviously, you are well aware of that because you're our voice <laughs> of the Silver Knights. Um, but we can tie people into the broadcast. Um, and then we've got digital and social media opportunities as well as uh, um, opportunities to entertain your your customers or your team You know, at a game in a suite or, or with seats um, in the arena. So lots of different things. And, and like I said, we really try to be collaborative partners and customize each uh each partnership agreement um based on what type of company it is and what their objectives are as a business that's where i'm jealous of you keith because i don't think people realize the uh, the interactive element of of your job and your your side of the business is that you're always trying to come up with the new ideas and the uh the the endless frontier of how to engage with fans differently and uh it, it's there's always a, a workshop i think you're working in to find out ways to connect partners and fans yeah, it's it's got to make sense. You know, we want it to be fun and, and creative, and it's not just, uh, you know, some teams maybe it's a little different, and they're just hanging a logo up on the wall, and that's it, and they call it a day. But we really do, at our organization, uh, we really do pride ourselves on, on those fun, creative, um, you know, uh, promotions and activations that, that do, uh, you know, like you say, they uh, they really engage with fans uh, in a unique way to make, make that company stand out. So. Um, you know, again, we, we love to, um, connect with the local community. That's why our slogan is home means Henderson and why our VGK slogan is Vegas born. You know, we pride ourselves on being part of this community, um, and having a lot of local uh, businesses that we work with. So, um, if anyone's interested in, uh, learning more about how to put your brand on the map, uh, with hockey, using hockey to do that, um, I'd encourage you to reach out to us. Our email is partnerships at hendersonsilvernights.com Keith before we let you go also on that spectrum though is the is the silver society what what can you tell fans about that and uh, potential uh, interested partners uh, that's more articulate than what I've been saying on the air <laughs> Thanks for mentioning it I've heard you mention it a few times you've done a pretty good job but it's uh, <laughs> yeah people might wonder what is this silver society I've heard of, heard of the silver knights and now I'm starting to hear of the silver society and what it is is we've built a very uh, prestigious, exclusive group of partnerships. Um, it's limited to about 16 companies. So, um, and what it is is they'll be tied into the Silver Knights, the new arena in Green Valley, uh, which is called the Dollar Loan Center, and then the practice facility for the Silver Knights over in downtown Henderson, uh, which is called Lifeguard Arena. That's been open for several months now. And between the practice facility, the uh, the game day arena. And the team in general, uh, these partners will be tied into everything we're doing. You'll you'll hear about them on our broadcast. You'll see um, you'll see their brand 
displayed at practices and at games and uh, really woven into the fabric of the Silver Knights every which way. And they'll be our highest level partners, so they'll get some of the best access, uh, the best tickets, the best behind-the-scenes opportunities. And uh, then when we fill up, we'll have, uh, you know, we'll fill it up with, like I said, about 16 companies, and that'll be it. And those opportunities will be gone. So um, we're really excited about it. We've got a couple great partners that have jumped in early, even though the new arena is not opening until uh, 2022. We've got companies like Yes Air Conditioning and Plumbing, Dollar Loan Center, Toyota, and Green Valley Grocery that have jumped right in. And, um, you know, we would... uh, we would look for a handful more before we fill up the group and, uh, you know, get to that uh, 15 or 16 and then uh, get the arena opened and um, really, really look forward to uh, hearing from some of you about uh, jumping into the Silver Society before it fills up. All great stuff. Keith, you're a new father. Uh, have we sold ad space on the onesie, the crib, or the rocking horse? <laughs> Good question. Not yet. Um I do have a Vegas-born onesie on my three-week-old baby. Um, I think the next thing I need to do is get a town crier uh, HSK onesie, uh, which you and I had talked about one time, because uh, <laughs> she certainly knows how to cry. Uh, but no, we haven't uh, we haven't sponsored her quite yet. Well, I'm sure you're not sleeping much at night, so I'm not going to take up your whole afternoon. Keith Balser, Vice President of HSK Partnerships, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. And you can reach out to Keith at partnerships at hendersonsilvernights.com. Keith, thank you again. Thank you, Brian. That was Keith Balser. We will step aside. When we come back, we'll be joined by Jason Chamovich, the Vice President of Communications for the American Hockey League. That's straight ahead on HSK Today. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Where is Brian McCormick? Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick here, you there, and on the phone we have Jason Chamovich, the Vice President of Communications for the American Hockey League. He's been with the league since 2001, and he's uh, gracious enough to come on the show today on what I'm sure is a very busy day for him. So, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon. Welcome. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. Now, Jason, I'll go right off the top with the the most obvious with the announcement that came out earlier today with the uh, AHL's playoff plans. Uh, Most divisions, or I should say all but one, are going to do just regular season points percentage to pick a division champion. But the Pacific Division is going to have a playoff tournament of of some way, shape, and form still to be determined. So what what were the... uh, well, the process is for for all the the teams trying to make that determination because I'm sure that there were a lot of things they had to balance. Yeah, it uh, it, it really plays into the motto of what this entire season has been, and and that's really been flexibility. Uh, You know, we've... We knew from the get-go that, that this wasn't going to be a normal season by any stretch. Uh, and when it got time to trying to figure out what a postseason might look like, um, the way we, we had structured ourselves for the first three months, there was really no way. I, I think everybody realized from the outset there was really no way to have a, a traditional Calder Cup playoff this year just with all the travel constraints, uh, especially with the border being closed. Um, you know, a, a, a bubble environment like the NHL used last year is not really an option for us. Uh, so the decision was made since since most of our play this year has been within each of the five divisions uh, to give each of, of those teams uh, really an opportunity to decide what worked best for them. Uh, and for the, the other four divisions outside of the Pacific, uh, they came to the decision 
uh, independently that uh, that they were going to finish out the regular season and, and call it a year. Uh, and the teams in the Pacific Division got together and said, we'd like to try doing something a little bit more, and, and that's uh, that's where we are now. Jason, I'm sure there's there's two components. Of course, there's a business component of whether or not to have the playoffs, and teams make that determination uh, depending on uh, you know, what, what their needs are. But you know, the fact that all these teams took this long weighing these, it was a hard decision for, even for those who didn't do playoffs. But I, I think it probably also would indicate for the Pacific Division teams that are, on the hockey ops side, everyone sees value, even in a non-traditional playoff setting, of having playoffs, having some sort of competitive spring hockey from a, a player development standpoint. Yeah, and, I, and that was that was really the the common theme since February uh, on, on the hockey side is is not losing a year of development like uh, like unfortunately Major League Baseball did, uh, not having a minor league season in 2020, uh, and, and as we got later in the year, making sure that that those players are getting exposed to a playoff type environment or a playoff type atmosphere, uh, which which does go a long way. Uh, towards development, and, and I mean, you, all you have to do is, is look back to what uh, what Vegas's prospects went through in 2019, making a run to the Calder Cup Finals. That's that's a big part of uh, of a player's development being in a in a winning environment like that. We're with Jason Chamovich, the VP of Communications for the AHL. What, what can you tell us about this season we've gone through, Jason? Because I th- I think it would have to be. Uh, across the board uh, marked as a, a complete success. We, we got on the ice, we had a season, uh, and there were, of course, uh, some, some COVID issues to handle here and there, but I don't think the expectation was ever to have a 100% unaffected season. I think it was to manage those bumps when they came and make it to, to April, and that certainly happened. So I imagine you guys had to be very happy with how this year has played out. Yeah, just, just the fact that we were able to, to get 28 of our teams on board uh, find a place for for the top prospects of all 31 clubs in the National Hockey League uh, to have a place to play this year, uh, and, and to to navigate through it, whether it was you know the COVID issues or or other scheduling bumps or, or you know just the fact that uh, it felt weird not having fans in the building in in, in most places. It, it was it was by no means a normal season. Um, but the, the focus really did shift more so this year to player development than anything. Um, and keeping that in mind, not saying that nothing else mattered, but having the focus on, on just having a place for players to continue to develop uh, really became the top priority this year. And, and to that end, with 31 NHL teams happy with, uh, with what we've been able to provide for their players, it, it has been a success. And for Scott Housen in his first year at the helm, I can't imagine a, a better example of baptism by fire, what he's had to handle in, in year one. But I imagine going forward, it, it'll be all roses and daisies every year from now. But uh, I, I have to imagine that, that this has also been a, a very, very unique learning experience for him in his first year on the job. Yeah, I, I don't think he expected to, to take over the position and, and have really the, the bulk of what he's doing be uh, sort of medical management but uh you know every every time a, a call comes in from a team where uh you know there's a potential positive test or, or close contact somewhere or, or something that that's not anything that would have happened outside of a season like this uh we've all had to to really jump in and, and do things that are sort of outside of our comfort zone uh and i'm i'm sure that that scott is looking forward to to a little bit of normalcy once we get through the next few weeks here and, and have a, a 
somewhat normal off season and, and drop the puck again in October on, on what should be a, a relatively normal and familiar look at 21-22. With Jason Chamovitz, the VP of Communications for the AHL and a fellow SUNYAC alum. We usually fight when we're off the air. Yeah. Uh, Jason, I think you're a perfect person to ask this to because usually I'll ask it to someone in scout scouting or hockey ops, but the NHL has the war room in Toronto. The person in the AHL who's watching every game, for the most part, is you, keeping track of everything across the league from uh, from the headquarters. Um, this year, the AHL has had more youth than we've ever seen, with a lot of junior-age kids being brought into the league because of uh, junior leagues not operating. Uh, so we have 18-year-old first-round draft picks from last summer, a really unique element this season. Um, of course, I, I, that, that probably won't be uh, the, the case going forward as things get back to normal in, in more ways than one next year. But what has this year's AHL talent pool been like uh, in the league's eyes of, of having some of these players in the mix that ordinarily wouldn't be? It, it's it's really been a it's been a boon for us. Um, you know, when you when you look at at players like uh, like Quentin Byfield and. And Trevor Zegris, Jamie Drysdale, that you've seen out uh, out in the Pacific Division, mm-hmm. uh, Peyton Krebs when he was with the Silver Knights earlier this year, um, kids like that that we wouldn't normally see. Um, it, it's a nice little boost for us, but at the same time, you know, we remind ourselves and, and we remind our fans and, and the media too that in a normal year there is a really good talent pool here in the American Hockey League, and, and in a normal year you are going to see a couple hundred first and second round draft picks out of the NHL playing in our league. So it's, it's uh, you know, next year when, when the fans in Henderson get a chance to see what a normal season looks like, uh, you're still going to see a, a really high level of talent. Um, and even if it's not those sort of top-end 18- and 19-year-old kids, um, you know, the, the entry-level contract type players are, are still uh, really high level, really, really uh, – well, uh, well looked at by their their NHL clubs, uh, and and you'll see that the, their development here in our league is is important. It's that next step. Um, so it's uh, it, it's it's nice to have those guys this year, uh, but that's uh, it's not to say we're going to miss them when they're gone. We're going to have uh, plenty of talent to fill in those holes too. Jason, you've been with the league for about 20 years now, which means you've seen the landscape of the AHL change dramatically, and also of course, had a hand in, in the messaging of those changes. That includes the addition of California a few years back and now the addition of Henderson. When a team moves its affiliate or buys an affiliate, in, in, when there's a new AHL market, obviously it needs to work for the parent club, but it has to work for the, the league as well. So what was the AHL excited about with the addition of Henderson and being in the Vegas market for minor league hockey? I think just, you know, it's easy to take a look at, at any new market as a clean slate. Uh and that starts with having the right people on the ground to to build it up. Uh, and I, I think we were we were very fortunate with uh, with the Silver Knights to have the Golden Knights group in place to to really to really run with it. And especially uh, seeing how they were able to do it at the NHL level a few years ago uh, when Vegas came into the league, uh, we knew it was in good hands. We knew it was a it was a really good hockey market. It, it had proven itself over the first few years of the Golden Knights history, uh, you know, the prospect of, of in a couple of years having a brand new facility to play in, uh, and really an, an untapped market. I, I, for us, it was, it was a no brainer. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, having the support of the Golden Knights and, and sort of that, that one big family there, uh, operating and, and, and having both teams sort of not just under the same umbrella, but in the same, in the same market, 
uh, where fans can see players going back and forth, uh, can go to a Silver Knights game one night, uh, turn on the TV and, and see some of those same players playing for the Golden Knights the next. Uh, it's a really, it's a really strong selling point, and I think, uh, I think we we knew going into it, it, it was going to be really successful. Uh, it's really hard to gauge how it's gone this year because it's not a normal year. Uh, but I think fans, uh, fans have come to appreciate and, and enjoy what they've seen so far, uh, and I think that's only going to carry over to next season. With Jason Chamovich, uh, AHL Vice President of Public Relations, and. and Jason, your job is to to get the AHL in front of fans' faces in the media, in the news, and that's not always easy in minor league sports. It's not like there's a, every market has a, a beat writer committed uh, to every team, but the AHL has a very, very high profile in the hockey world. So what kind of creative things is it that, that you guys do in your office uh, that gives the AHL such a spotlight on such a regular basis? Yeah, we, we've, really, we've really shifted the focus uh, the last few years uh, as, as most of our teams have also, to, to creating our own content and not necessarily having to rely on uh, the newspapers and the TV and the radio to, to do that for us. Uh, and, and I've got to give credit to, to all of our teams for, for really driving the, the ship on that. Like that, that content, we don't have that content without our team, without our players, without the stuff that's coming out of the 31 cities and, and the 31 markets that we have. Uh, as those teams generate their own stuff, we're able to share it. We're able to amplify it, uh, you know, use it on our website, our, our social channels, all of that. Uh, it really goes back to, to what our teams are able to produce. And, and what you said earlier, you touched on a little bit about how we're, uh, we're sort of a smaller operation, consider, you know, considerably smaller compared to the NHL, but a, a smaller front office. And, and we don't have the resources. We don't have a a 15-person communications and, and sort of digital media department to do all that kind of stuff. So it really all comes back to having really good people uh, at the team level uh, to help us gather some of that stuff, and, and we do what we can to help amplify the message uh, and and really try to strengthen it. Our American Hockey League brand is only as strong as the, as the brands in each of our cities, and uh, you know, our, our teams do a great job, and, and we're, we're happy to be along for the ride. Well, Jason, if this was an all-hands-on-deck season, I think everyone would say it's been a, a resounding success. Last thing before I let you go, because I have a hard break, uh, what are your thoughts on the town crier? Because he I, he will record the voicemail <laughs> messages for the league offices if you need them to. <laughs> it's uh, you know it, it, it's one of those things where where it's it's a niche. It's a uh, it's something that's unique in, to the to the Silver Knights, and I think it's uh, it, it's really an opportunity to to put the stamp, a special stamp on what's going on there. I think it's great. I think, uh, I think a lot of our teams can, can look at, at something like that and, and try to do something unique in their own markets to play to their fans. Well, we'll have him send you some sort of a recorded birthday message or something when the time comes. Get you, get you. That would uh, be great. Ray, <laughs> very much involved. Jason, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Congratulations on a great year, and we uh, look forward to doing this again soon. My pleasure. Thanks, Brian. That was Jason Chamovich, Vice President of Communications for the American Hockey League. We will step aside, and when we come back, well, we'll, we'll take an opportunity to, to tip the cap to a few special Silver Knights performers this season. That's straight ahead on HSK Today. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. HSK Today. Great catching up with... 
Jason Chamovich, the VP of Communications for the American Hockey League on this busy news day. we got a lot to get to, and we got about four minutes to get to it, so let's race right through it. First of all, the all-important equipment check of the week with two games this weekend. Assistant Equipment Manager Cameron Batty, how is the equipment? It's great. Okay, that's good to hear. Glad to hear it. Thank you, Cameron. Now let's move on. Now, Jared, did you notice that nobody watched the Oscars last weekend? Like nobody. I think they were down like 60%. The Oscars and- were last weekend? There you go, exactly. And it makes me realize it was because there was no one, nothing there anybody wanted to see. So I decided we need to reorganize them for our fans around what they care about, and that is the Henderson Silver Knights. So we have the Hendies. From inside a hotel room at the San Jose Hilton in sunny California, welcome to the first annual Hendy Awards. Tonight, viewers around the world gather together to celebrate all that is exceptional in the world of Henderson Silver Knights hockey. Thank you, and of course, our voiceover actor there had to have his uh, voice obscured by the FBI because he's in the witness protection program, apparently. But the Hendies, where we uh, give out some hardware to Henderson Silver Knights who are having good seasons. And how about best supporting actor Jonas Ronbjerg? He will win the Hendy uh, as a player who doesn't get all the spotlight that he always deserves, but has had a tremendously solid season. And uh, as a bottom sixer, had some big plays along the way as well. Left side, Braden Burke brings it back in as we near the midway point. Of the third period, puck poked out to center. It's a two-on-zero. Romberg and Delabatory. Romberg fires. He scores. A turnover at the Henderson line by the Roadrunners. Romberg was off to the races, and he takes it himself to get the Silver Knights a three-two lead. Jos Romberg is the best supporting actor. How about the best lead actor? Well, if you think of that as like an MVP award, and it's hard to give it to anyone this season who isn't named Logan Thompson. Handled there by Burke. Braden Burke from the faceoff dot sits down low for Roy. Save made by Thompson with the pad. And the loose puck is cleared. How did Thompson stretch out to get that one in tight? Hard to know, but he's done it over and over again. Logan Thompson is, to this point of the season, the best actor. How about best director? Well, let's think of this as like a leadership award. And when you look at Patrick Brown, who's been away for most of the season now, a forward up front who has really stepped up for the Silver Knights has been Danny O'Regan. Hayes, stretch pass through center, has O'Regan on a break. O'Regan scores! Right off the faceoff, the San Diego goals lost track of Danny O'Regan, and on the quick break, he fires it past Erickson Eck with his second of the night. We're tied again. Well, that's your best director, leader, Danny O'Regan. How about best picture? Well, hard to pick anyone other than the 48-save win for Oscar Dansk in San Diego. Across for Podorowski, in front on the backhand. Carrick is stopped by Dansk. And the rebound goes behind the net. Another jam attempt at the side of the cage. Dansk has it again. Where's the puck? They're still scrambling for it. The puck's below the goal line. Now Bruyard for the circle shot. Save made by Dansk. Dansk with a cardwheel kicked it out. And the rebound put off the crossbar. We're back to five on five, but Oscar Dansk is still putting on a show. And that show, the best game of the year this season, the Best Picture Award. That's our Hendy Award. It's silly, it's stupid, and it goes to the end of the show. So thank you for tuning in. Jared Justice produced, and I am Brian McCormick. We'll be ready on Friday night here at SAP Center in San Jose for Silver Knights and San Jose Barracuda 545 pregame show here on 1230 The Game. Thanks for joining us. This has been HSK Today. We'll see you this weekend for Silver Knights Hockey.